welcome. You're listening to episode 18 of Weight Coach with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. Hi, my friends. Last week, I got to give away a $100 Amazon gift card right on this podcast. It went to one of the listeners here who signed up for a free mini session with me. Stick around and at the end of this podcast, I'll let you know how you can experience transformation in your life for free and be entered for the next drawing in July for a $100 Amazon gift card. Today, I want to talk about personal boundaries People talk about this a lot. I don't know that everybody really understands what it is to set a boundary. There's a lot of misinterpretation about boundaries. Personal boundaries are the physical, emotional, mental limits we establish to protect ourselves from being manipulated, used, violated by others. They allow us to separate who we are, what we think and feel from the thoughts and feelings of others. The truth is, if somebody throws down a boundary like a slap in the face, they're lashing out of their emotions. You can present a boundary without making it be your weapon. If you feel like you need to present a boundary in advance to let some other person know that you have a line they can't cross, then you still have work to do. A boundary is just a fact. It's like a backyard fence. You're not going to run around telling your neighborhood, everyone, you know, hey, I have a fence and you can't climb over this. <laughs> okay. You're not going to go tell everyone, I want my backyard to be private. So I've put this fence up and you cannot climb over it. Why would you feel the need to tell your friend or business associate or family member in advance? If you do this, I'll have to do that. You feel the need because you're trying to manipulate them. We cannot make others be something other than what they are. You can't stop them from how they're going to act. What you can control is how you think, feel, and act. So your boundary is going to be how you react to their pattern. What has this got to do with weight loss? I'll tell you. When we get wrapped up in our emotions like that and we think somebody is crossing a boundary with us all the time and we don't remove ourselves from that, it's going to make us overeat. We overeat out of emotions. Some advocate that you do tell the other person if they cross a boundary. I really think that's kind of BS. I don't think there's a need. You only need to know what your boundary is yourself and then do that. If someone repeatedly walks through your backyard, which is going to be more productive to keep running out the back door to tell them, if you walk through my yard, I will have to build a fence. <laughs> or do you, do you really, do you think they're going to care? No, they're going to keep cutting through your yard. It's more productive to just build a fence done, right? If you are thinking, if she keeps doing that, I'll have to leave. Is saying that going to make her change her ways? No, of course not. She's going to keep walking through your yard. But if she does that and continues, you can just excuse yourself and leave, period. <laughs> 
That's your boundary. You do it. You don't threaten to do it. You just do it. If it's a topic that you just cannot enter into discussion about comfortably with that person, you can say, hey, I'm not comfortable talking about this. And if they persist in trying to bring it up, you just excuse yourself and leave. Like, I need to be somewhere. That's how you set a boundary. It's not trying to stop them from something. It's to stop yourself by removing yourself from the setting if necessary. Setting a boundary is not a way to manipulate someone else. If you're trying to make them do or not do something, then you're being manipulative and it's not going to make you feel better. It's just going to make you feel worse. Even if you feel a moment of triumph at having manipulated them, it's not lasting. You still have, you're still going to end up dealing with the issue. You've not resolved it for yourself because you're still dependent on them to toe the line. You've given them all your power. If they deviate from the boundary you've shoved in their face, then you're going to feel bad all over again. So creating boundaries is just a matter of deciding what's going to be acceptable to you and what's not. And if it's not acceptable, say someone phones you at any hour of the night and you've decided for yourself, you're just no longer going to take calls between 9 p.m. and 7 a.m then you stick to your boundary. Set your phone to privacy during those hours or silence the ringer each evening. Whatever you need to do to enforce your boundary for yourself. If that person questions it, saying, hey, I tried to call you the other night, but you didn't pick up. Then you can respond with, oh, I no longer have my phone on after 9 p.m. It's just more important for me to have quiet time before bed and get consistent sleep. See, you've said nothing about them. You just informed them about yourself. You don't have to say, you can only phone me during the day, or I can't have you waking me up. There's no need to be rude. That's, it's not about them at all. It's really about you. So if you have chosen to set boundaries for yourself, make sure that they be about you. Do not make them be about other people or the other person. Stop crossing into the territory of others to announce your boundary. The boundary is for you. You choose your thoughts and your thoughts create your emotions. The person outside of you is not crossing the line. Your thoughts about it are crossing the line. The choices you make in that relationship are crossing a line for you. Sometimes you want to stay in the relationship and you want to not have those thoughts anymore. Setting a boundary can be a temporary easement, removing yourself from a conversation or not waiting forever at a restaurant for someone to show up. It's about your choice. I have a boundary that I set for doctor appointments. I never actually set it to my doctor or his staff. I never made threats. I never, you know, did the thing that you read in therapy books where you say, if you do this, then I'm going to have to do that. No, but they are now more than aware that I will only wait a set time for an appointment. If the doctor can't get to me within a reasonable amount of time, say 
30, 40 minutes past my appointment, I'll just tell them I need to reschedule and leave. I just do it. I promised myself I would no longer sit and stew in anger waiting for the doctor. It just makes me feel like a jerk, especially if I learn later that he was running behind because of some life or death emergency. So now it doesn't matter if he was called into the hospital because a patient's gone into medical crisis or if he was out playing golf. I'm not annoyed at all if he can't get to me within 30 or 40 minutes of the appointment. If I find I'm feeling like I don't want to wait any longer past the time of that appointment, I leave. I feel great about it. No being pissed, no getting curt with the staff. I just say, I want to reschedule. I need to be somewhere else now. Boom, my boundary. It makes me happy. Oh, the side effect? I think I've set an example for others who were sitting and stewing in the waiting room with me. And it seems these days... My doctor is not as overscheduled as he used to be. I rarely have to wait beyond 30 minutes. My last appointment, I think I waited maybe 10 minutes. Here's another good example of boundary setting. The boundary violation maybe is a sister who yells at me on the phone every time we talk. She gets into just a, a screamer. What kind of boundary do I want to set? Well, I don't want to continue on the call if she's going to be like that. So I couldn't request, you know, hey, if you scream on the phone, then I'm just going to hang up. Although stating that just blatantly would probably, one, piss her off. Two, how would I get a chance to even say that if she's just on a rant? And notice that it's not about making her stop yelling. Because this is just who she is. She's going to get into a rant. She's going to scream at me on the phone. This is about what I need to do for me because that upsets me. And, you know, I've managed my thoughts around it. I understand that her screaming is not about me. It's about her. But I still don't want to be on the phone with someone who's screaming. What are my fears around establishing a boundary like that? Well, I get afraid that she's going to be hurt and that she'll hate me. Of course, the truth is you can't hurt someone else. It's their thoughts about what you said that's upsetting them, really. They're making assumptions about what you said means. They're not asking you what it meant. Their brain is just saying, well, this is what it's, I'm making this mean. What would be the benefits of establishing that boundary. Well, hey, I would get to respect myself more for not accepting being screamed at. I mean, why should I lay there and be a throw rug and let her just rant over the top of me? So I gain some self-respect in addition to not having to listen to someone screaming at me on the phone. So how would I set that boundary? Well, I'll tell you how. If she escalates to screaming, I just hang up. If she calls back and says, you hung up on me, I calmly say, hey, you were screaming. So I hung up. And if she starts screaming again, I hang up. That's my boundary. I do it. I just always do it and I commit to doing it. That's how a boundary can work. Those are the questions that you want to ask yourself.
what is the boundary violation? What is the boundary that you want to set? So what is the request or the trigger that happens? And then what is the consequence? What is it that you're going to do? Ask yourself, what are the fears, if any, you have around establishing the boundary? You want to write out a lot about that and address that for yourself. And then ask yourself, what will the benefits of establishing this boundary be for me? Be honest and look at the benefits for yourself in setting that boundary. And then write down exactly how you are going to set the boundary. And then ask yourself, how are you going to ensure that you honor that boundary? If you are angry, frustrated, and mad in a relationship, you want to work through those emotions before you do any boundary work. Make sure you're journaling your thoughts. See them for what they are. They're sentences that your brain plays. Maybe your frustration is because you've been afraid to speak up for yourself. You haven't stated your own truth. You can own that and take responsibility. The other person hasn't even had the advantage of knowing what your truth is because you haven't told them. You haven't said how much you value the relationship and that you want to be clear and straightforward about something that's been bothering you, it can be hard to do that. Sometimes people are afraid of losing the relationship. They're afraid if they told the truth to take care of themselves, the other person would lose control. So they stay in relationships that are based on lies and pretense, and they resent it. There can't be true intimacy in that relationship. So clear your thoughts, journal it all out, Make sure you've done the work to understand that how you feel is the direct result of how you've been thinking about the relationship and the stories you've been telling yourself in your head. Then decide if you need a boundary for yourself. Maybe you want an honest and open conversation with them. Don't tell them they've been making you feel whatever, but you can say, hey, I've been feeling this way. And it's getting in the way of our relationship. I don't like that. And I want to make sure we stay genuine and intimate together. There's no blaming because something outside of you cannot make you feel a certain way. It's only what you think about it. When you share the truth about yourself, it opens a space for honesty and truth in the relationship. Remember, if you don't feel peaceful and loving about this, it's not the time to set a boundary. If you're trying to manipulate someone else's behavior, if you're blaming them, you're not in a place to do boundary work. And don't confuse needing a boundary with your manual that you have in your head for that person. Manuals are a different issue. We can talk about that later. (laughs) If you're thinking, I wish my husband would take the garbage out without my having to ask about it, without making a big deal about it, that's the manual you have in your head for how you think your husband should act. That's an entirely different matter. You cannot make someone else act in a certain way. 
If you're thinking, I would like my boss to praise me more. Again, that's, that's your manual. You have a list of things you think your boss should be or do. The truth is your boss is just who he or she is. You don't get to change that. You can't change that. People are who they are. They're going to do what it is they're going to do. The only thing we can change is our own manual, our own expectations of what we think they should do or be. A boundary is not an ultimatum. If you're trying to control what the other person does, that's just not going to work. Delivering an ultimatum is actually violating their boundary. And what happens? What when someone else shares their truth with you? Maybe they set a boundary that you've been crossing over. Typical thoughts are like, oh my gosh, I've done something wrong or I've been bad. This person doesn't want me in their life. Can you feel the drama rising? Remember, this person has taken the time to share their truth with you. It says a lot about how much they value the relationship with you. I mean, because it can be difficult to open up that intimately with someone. So take it as a gift. Don't overanalyze it. This is why I became a weight coach. I knew there was more to this thing than dieting could repair. That's why it became my passion to help every yo-yo dieter out there find recovery and be able to move forward. I want everyone to find peace with food in their body and the joy of discovering exactly where their body needs to be. That's why I wanted to talk about setting boundaries today. You can lose weight through the process of understanding yourself so much better than ever before. But more importantly, you begin to realize that you're not a bad person. Your excess pounds don't define who you are. You are not horrible for wanting to eat. Your brain has been trying to protect you. That's its job, <laughs> right? So I promised to tell you more about the mini sessions. I took on a mission about a month ago. I wanted to do 100 free transformations in 60 days. And I'm doing this because I know not many people even know what a life coach does or a weight coach. And I'm going to be giving away another $100 Amazon gift card in July from all the names that sign up and do a mini session with me. And in a mini session, we get on a phone call together or we can get on Skype together for 30 minutes where we identify something that's currently causing you emotional pain. And we'll resolve it right then, right there on that call. I'll also tell you about programs I offer if I think you'd be a good fit to coach with me. You get a piece of actionable advice and you get to experience what it's like to be coached right there on the call. No obligation. What are you waiting for? I love to talk to you guys. I love doing the mini sessions because it's for most people, it's the first time they've ever experienced the difference it can make when they look at a thought that's causing them emotional pain. You can schedule a session with me just by going to talktojoanne.com. Talk to, T-O, Joanne, J-O-A-N-N.com. That's it. Talktojoanne.com takes you directly into my scheduling calendar so that you can pick a day and a time to get on the phone with me. So go do it. Take advantage of this and have a fantastic week, my good people. Until next time. 